This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host, Vicki Bolson, is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Hey. Hey, Kathy. How are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm going to jump right into a topic that is, um, it's, it's, it goes along with who we're interviewing today. Okay. What Did you know a lot about carbon emissions? Do I know a lot about it? No, I don't know a lot about it. Me neither, but it's, you know, when we were doing the B Corps certification, it talked about that a sure. lot. And so I, um, I'm i just super excited to talk to our guest today because I'm hoping he will help educate me a little. But in doing some research um, for writing his intro, I realized uh, that, do you know that each gallon of heating oil produces more than 22 pounds of carbon emissions? I did not know that. Doesn't that sound like? Oh, it sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. Yeah. And that propane produces just over 12 pounds per gallon of fuel. So I know, like many Americans, that I believe climate change is a growing problem. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Okay. That needs to be addressed. And so um, I think many companies are trying to figure out what we can do. And now, for each gallon of heating oil or propane, a new division of Shipley Energy called Harmony Fuels will buy the equivalent number of pounds of carbon offsets from the certified green energy projects. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. just like kind of, you have to kind of think about sure. what I'm saying. So this company's goal is to neutralize 56 billion pounds of carbon that will be emitted from 12 million homes, and they're, from, they're in the area of Maryland to Maine. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to do right. that this winter. Right. That's, that's Sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Now, it sounds even more phenomenal when I sort of give it some context. This would be equal to taking 4.5 million cars off the road. Oh, my. I, I know. I'm just blown away. And for reference, every 220-gallon delivery of heating oil puts out as much carbon as driving round trip f- from Philadelphia to L.A. So for the customer, the cost of purchasing carbon offsets along with home heating oil is expected to be equal to or lower than average prices they are used to paying, which I think is cool because I, I kept thinking, well, this is certainly going to cost the customer right, more, a lot you more, know, yeah. a lot more money. But what Harmony Fuels is doing is a first-of-its-kind carbon-neutral energy project. And today we have the president of Harmony Fuels. Um, his name is Steve Downey. And Harmony Fuels has spent the last few years listening to the needs and concerns of their customers. And with rising global temperatures, extreme weather events, and other indicators of changes in the environment, more individuals are becoming aware of their environmental impact. I know I'm going to enjoy hearing how this service works and why a fourth-generation family-owned energy company is investing in sustainable energy sources, including wind, solar, methane, sequestering and the like. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. That's wonderful. So how did this all come about? How did this get started? Yeah, so um, we have, uh, so Shipley Energy has been in business for 90 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of constantly on the forefront of innovation, and um, it's kind of in our DNA. And 
we had a we, we have another subsidiary that we have um, uh, we purchased four or five years ago, and we were sitting in a board meeting one time discussing um, you know different options and different offers we could um, have for that one, and uh, one of the board members mentioned, you know, what about you know the idea of um, a sustainable product or a um, you know carbon neutral version, and we started and we really liked the idea. We think it's you know we want to be leaders in the space. We don't want to be followers, and um, you know we believe that you know climate change is real, and you know we are a fuels company. You know we're but you know we believe that climate change is real, and we think that um, you know being leaders and re- being responsible, is, you know, encourages us and uh, to in look you know investigate and look at it more, and so. We started surveying customers about three years ago, and you know the response was um, better than we uh, anticipated. Is you know a lot of people, you know, we hear about all these different things where people will say, you know, yes, we think this is all a really good idea. Right. You know, I, I want to be more, you know, carbon neutral. I want to invest in sustainable um, technologies or offers, but yet I really don't want it to cost me anymore. Right. And when the rubber really meets the road, they don't. Um, but we saw um, it was almost 65 or 70 percent of our customers said they would be interested, and we, when we we kind of put a ballpark number on it per gallon as to what it would cost, the number was still up around 40, 45 percent, 40 percent, somewhere around there. And we thought, you know, that after surveying that over a period of years, we saw it increase, and we and believed, okay, you know what, we think there's enough of a market there that we can make this work. And you know, being a company that's kind of always at the forefront, always kind of on the bleeding edge. Um, and always looking at new innovative ways to serve our customers and be responsible stewards. Um, you know, we launched Harmony Fuel, and uh, we did that in uh, early November. Wow. Can you just, for someone like me that, you know, I'm, I hear about carbon emissions and I, mm-hmm. I love what you're doing, but, but exactly how does it work? How is this powered? So we, um, so it is, it's, we still, uh, deliver the same heating fuel today that the customers uh, would normally buy. So they still get either the gallon of heating oil or the gallon of propane that they would normally purchase. Mm-hmm. But what we do is we uh, partner with a uh, company called Cloverly, uh, and and what we do is we invest for every gallon uh, of fuel that we sell, um, we purchase uh, the equivalent pounds of carbon offset and you did a great job on the intro kind of kind of discussing that so for every 200 gallon delivery we're going to buy uh 4400 pounds of um carbon offsets and what these are is these are investments into sustainable uh, sustainable projects so they're wind farms mm-hmm. they're solar um wind farms solar farms um methane re- uh, re- reclamation there's one in uh, seneca falls new york or up around syracuse new york uh, that they reclaim methane from a landfill and they use it for to power a school, right? For the to generate electricity for a school. Well, what that does when you when you re- when you're recovering that uh, methane and using it for uh, to you know for electricity, it's not it's methane that's not just being released into the atmosphere, and so you're actually offsetting. You're you're actually utilizing it to produce power, and you're not getting your power source from another you know coal-fired power plant or something like that. So. The way a lot of these projects are funded are not just from the electricity they produce and the power they sell. It's also they um, uh, they're funded with these investments, these carbon offsets they're able to sell because 
if you if we purchase um, or if they produce so much electricity from a wind farm, right? And it's able to reduce the amount of electricity we use from dirtier sources, uh, whether it be coal, natural gas, whatever. Um, they get credit for that, and they can sell those credits. And so by buying those, we're dri- we're helping drive up the price for those offsets the, and create a, uh, the market for it better, which encourages people to then invest in more, right? So it encourages investment in more solar projects. It encourage, encourages investment in more methane re- reclamation and more forest uh, reforestation, stuff like that. So it actually is a market-based solution to, a, to, to the climate problem. How's it been received so far? I, I know you're still relatively new, but do you feel like your customers are really understanding the, this whole concept? Yeah, I, th- I believe so. Um, I think you know what we've—it's um, w- been very positive thus far. Um, we are—we're um, very encouraged. Um, you know, I mean, as with anything that's a completely new endeavor, mm-hmm. it's definitely slow going to begin with uh, because. You know, how do you how do we reach these customers? You know, we serve a lot of them as Shipley Energy and as you know our other subsidiaries. But you know, they're when you're they're doing Google searches for heating oil or propane, they're not going looking for climate you know or carbon neutral heating oil, right? They're not looking you know that because it, it's not something that you know it is the only offer of its type. Mm-hmm. And so it really is a PR campaign. It really is you know getting out in front of people and and. Um, and, and really, you know, also the, our existing customers on the other side of the business, you know, educating them on it as well. So it is an education process, um, we, you know, but it has been very positively re- received. I was, I was in some article in um, uh, the Washington Post, and that's where we got one of our customers from. We, we kind of, everyone that comes on, we kind of go, hey, you know, how did you learn about us? How do we, you know, is there something we can do better in terms of the messaging and um, she saw something in the Washington Post and became a customer. And, you know, she loved it and, and, and thought, you know, there, nobody was aware of anything else out there that's similar. Um, and here's the other part of it that I think is very important is it's an incremental solution. It's an, you, know, it, you know, is it, are we still selling the same heating fuels we were as they normally get? Yes. Are we, but we are investing in these other technologies and investing in these other projects. Because the idea that we could replace all of their, you know, 12 million furnaces in the U.S., right. and not to mention the commercial entities and whatever, when 63% of people can't afford a an unexpected $500 bill, mm-hmm. how do we um, replace, you know, 12 million furnaces at, you know, 10, 12, you know, 13,000, 14,000 hours, whatever it may be? Um, it's, so you have to have we have you know we have to have some incremental way to get there. We have to have some way to invest in other technologies and other op- and other options. And you know I, we believe the climate crisis is going to be solved by a multitude of solutions and 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 one that um, it, it, those solutions that are not you know the idea of absolutism and we have to stop using right. uh, fossil fuels today is not realistic. So what can we do in addition to investing in, in those um, carbon-free uh, options? What else can we do incrementally to really try and make an impact? And this is where we are. In the press release that was sent to us pitching you to be a guest, it said that you would welcome competition from the other energy companies. What is the competition like? And are others jumping on board and doing this kind of a program? So um, as usual with us, we are the first ones, and the there are of course naysayers uh, on both sides. There are the one people that say that this is 
you know, is climate change is a hoax. Um, uh, there are those who say that it's not a perfect solution because you're still delivering carbon fuels, and we believe that absolutism on any uh, on on any side is bad. So, um, you know, we there are we have seen uh, people, and we have heard from people who are definitely interested in it, learning more about it. Um, the you know I'd be more than happy to, and I've actually talked to exactly about what we do and who, who we work with, and and it's it's you know very replicable uh, if they wanted to, um, but you know they've got to believe in it you know wholly and truthfully and honestly. It, it, what we don't believe it's something that you know can be kind of an option. You know it's it's if you really believe in it, then it has to be the business you go forward with, and it's not something you can say you know. I mean, I guess if you're buying plane tickets or you're buying some of these other things and they give you the opportunity to offset your carbon for the carbon produced by, you know, for five or ten bucks, it's kind of easy to do in a certain percentage of the people to do it. But, you know, this is what we're selling. This is who we are. And and we believe that's responsible. We believe it's authentic and we believe it's real. And, and that's, you know, that would be my only uh, ask of anybody that's into it, uh, that gets into this business um, in this way is that, you know, do it for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Sure. In the meantime, we welcome them because, you know, it's, it's awful hard for us to reach everybody in the Northeast. If there were two or three other um, organizations like ours, um, you know, then the ability to reach, you know, millions and millions and millions of people uh, and have the, the greatest impact would be there. Sure. And so the Northeast is where um, Shipley Energy has the, the majority of your other services. Is that right? Yeah, mid-Atlantic to Northeast. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're primarily, we're based out of York, Pennsylvania. Right. Um, and we've been around, like I said, since 90 years, for 90 years. And so we're primarily based in Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland, um, and we have a presence in uh, Ohio as well, but primarily Pennsylvania. Well, I um, one thing we, we ask our uh, guests typically, and I want to ask you this, is what kind of advice would you give, and let's just be specific, what kind of advice would you give uh, an energy company if they wanted to um, start offering this kind of program to their customers? Well, I, I mean, I, I think uh, I touched on it a little bit earlier. It, it has to be, look, it has to be real. It, it cannot be um uh, and uh, something you do for press or for um, marketing purposes, I think it has to. You know, I think consumer. I think consumers will see right through that. Um, you know, I, I, everything has to be real and it has to be authentic. And you know, we are we are an energy company, and and we do sell carbon. You know, pr- you know, fuels that produce carbon, and we are. But we don't hide from this. You know, we are. You know, we we talk about it. We're very forthright about it. Um, and, you know, I think there has been a number of energy companies um, that have – there's one out of Spain, I believe, that actually just committed to being uh, carbon-free or, or uh, zero carbon emissions by a 2040 date, I believe. And, you know, that's, those are all great strides. Um, but, you know, again, kind of going back to doing it for the right reasons, doing it, you know, it, don't – get into it because, you know, this seems to be the next new thing that consumers want. Uh, get into it because, as Bill Shipley, the you know the owner of the company, would say it's the right thing to do. Um, and, you know, and, and be transparent with the consumers. And, and, you know, that the 
as I talked about the the absolutism, that's something that uh, I've listened to a little bit with people say, well, you're, you're with the solution not being, you know, still producing carbon. That's like, well, yeah, but you know, um, like I talked about, we we can't replace everything immediately. But people can't afford it, and so you know, find ways that you can, you know, help. Um, and it's not necessarily exactly like ours or exactly like somebody else's, but you know, find different ways that uh, and innovate and look for different ways to to make an impact that way, like like that. How are you doing on your? Uh goal that you um, have, the um, neutralizing 56 billion pounds of carbon? So that's a, that's if we got, that's if we got everybody in the mid-Atlantic and Northeast uh, to, um, oh, gotcha. to offset their carbon, right? So that okay. is our goal. Um, the, the, the chances of us doing it this year are pretty slim, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, the, um, especially because we're all the way, you know, we're already halfway through the heating season. Uh, we're up in the high hundreds of thousands uh, at this point, I believe, uh, in terms of pounds. Uh, maybe even over a million overall. Um, I have to I have to check on the backside uh, with our developers and see exactly. But you know, all the one of the great things is every consumer gets to pick what projects they invest in. Thus far, the ones that have been invested in most are have been forest, um, essentially forest management, forest planting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and then they get to see the exact number of, of pounds they've offset over their, you know, their entire time with us. So we've had somebody that's had. I think the most we've had is three deliveries to one person thus far, mm. and so he's up over. Oh, I think he's over. He's close to ten thousand pounds of uh, offset carbon, and you know that's a big deal. I mean, it mm-hmm. really is a big deal, and. You know, it, it 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 all has an impact, especially when it becomes you know hundreds of customers, thousands of customers, and tens of thousands of customers. Yeah, I think that's such an important thing. You know, it's like it, it's such an overwhelming issue and challenge, um, but that there are kind of a variety of different small steps that you can take that, you know, cumulatively they really add up. Which that's the exciting part, I think. One uh, one thing I'd add to that is also that, you know, whether anybody agrees or disagrees with um, us leaving the parent the Paris uh, climate accord I tend to disagree with it um, you know one of the you know we believe that it's it's the consumer's responsibility and our individual responsibility to take ownership of our own carbon footprint um, to sit there and wait for government um, to decide and take concrete steps um, our position is and my real true belief is that anything that can be overturned in an election, whether one way or the other, um, is not a long-term plan. It's not a long-term strategy. It's not something that's sustainable overall. And so, you know, by consumers taking ownership and control of their own um, carbon footprint and, you know, get, you know, you can choose to buy your electricity from sustainable sources. Uh, if you're in a competitive supply state, you can, um, you know, purchase from Harmony Fuels to offset the carbon produced by your heating fuels. So, you know, by consumers taking ownership of it, we depend less upon governments um, and, and, you know, and, and more upon, you know, the markets, actually. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, Steve, if our listeners want to get some more information about Harmony Fuels, how can they, mm-hmm. how can they find, um, find you? Uh, very easy. Go to HarmonyFuels.com. Um, we have a lot of information there. You can also email me. At, it's uh, uh, sdowney, D-O-W-N-E-Y, at harmonyfuels.com. And um, also LinkedIn, you can look me up there as well. So, Wonderful. Um, 
Well, thank you so much. Thank you for, you've given us a lot to think about, and I know our listeners mm-hmm. will really appreciate that, too. Thank you. It's been a good time. Thanks, Steve. I see you later. So I love this part, talking about all the great resources in our community, and this one is very near and dear to my heart because last year, Best Boy and Company made a um, one of our grants to Popsy's Pantry. It was for in-kind donations, but Popsy's Pantry um, supports individuals and families living in the northwest quad- quadrant of Indianapolis who experience food insecurity, um, and they provide these services. They are located near the Jewish Community Center, but they provide these uh, services regardless of religion, race, national nationality, ethnic groups, or gender. Um, it's cool because clients can schedule individual uh, appointments and can come and choose from a variety of foods. And some of those are also a kosher food section, which is cool. But um, the people there are just fantastic. And um, it's a huge service to our community. Oh, yeah. You know, I think pantries are um, – I, I love going and volunteering at a pantry. Mm-hmm. Rose does a um, food collection to for a pantry in our area and I take her there with all of the food that she collects and it just is you know especially when it's one that has fresh produce yeah. and things like that which I think Popsy's Pantry does yeah I think you know do. it's not mm-hmm. just canned goods right. and that sort of thing so um yeah I encourage anyone who wants to serve to to go to a pantry and we thank National Bank of Indianapolis for sponsoring our Taking Care and Community segment so we could tell our listeners about this yes thank you Let's give a big thank you to our sound engineer, Matt Sosi, and our Taking Care and Community sponsor, National Bank of Indianapolis. If you'd like to nominate someone or an organization for a future episode, you can visit our website, takingcareinbusiness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, or download Taking Care in Business wherever you get our podcasts. If you love Taking Care in Business, give us a five-star rating and leave a review or share this episode on your social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Taking Care in Biz, B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can also email us at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time... Take Take care care in in business. business.